All right, we're going to short intro today. Never made Varsity Raiders review us. My name is Colby. We also have David here. Say hi, David. Yes, sir. We have Maverick. What up? And also Aaron. That's Reverend Aaron to you. Reverend Aaron, excuse me. Um, Thank you. I now have experience. There's one thing that stays the same about every Cinderella. Midnight always comes. Caroline is going to the final four. We will be playing Duke. We will get to that second part in a second. But, David, how are you feeling? I feel amazing, Colby. The conflicting parts in my mind where I was like, I had to fight the feelings of like, do I want this like DEFCON 1 inevitable nightmare scenario matchup with Duke? And, and the conclusion I came to in my head was, why would I want the Tar Heels to lose. Like, if we got to play Duke, like, here it is. Like, they're there. Like, I want UNC basketball to have the m- most success possible. So I came into this game being like, all right, we're going to take it one game at a time. Let's beat the Peacocks. And if we got to beat the Devils, we'll beat the Blue Devils. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll take that as it comes. But I came into this game being like, you know what? It is what it is. So it had to happen sometime. Might as well be in this this godforsaken year of 2022. Um, so uh, I, I think that in the grand scheme of things, like looking at this season, it's just been so far past what I had expected that I, I, I can't be, this is like, I think someone tweeted that this is just gravy time. Like I, this is just all gravy. This is cherry on top. This is just like, what else could you want? Like, I didn't expect us to be here. I think that I don't I, think a lot. I think Josh I, I, pa- Josh Passner expected us to be here. I did not expect us to be here. I agree that it's gravy, but I don't think that you can call the biggest game in the history of the program gravy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still just taking it all in. I've, you know, I had the extreme privilege of being at two of these Elite Eight games, and I got to see them cut the nets down twice to go to Final Fours. Um, and so this is the first time since we won in 2017 that we're going back. And so now it's just a different mindset where this whole next week, again, we're going to get, we'll get into this in just a second, but there's going to be so much talk going around, but I just want to do my very best just to focus on our guys, our coach, Hubert Davis, and what exactly they just accomplished this season. Because I think if you had asked a lot of fans to start the season, just given with coaching change, um, you know, losing players, the new system, just so many uncertainties. I don't think anyone would have said that we would be sitting where we are right now. Um, and so I just want to really soak it in of what the guy, these guys were able to accomplish um, and just take it more from a pride standpoint. Um, you know, come what may next week, I'm just happy our guys are in the position that they are. Yes or no question, David, were you nervous today going into this game? No. Uh, Math. Not Not really. Aaron. I don't think nervousness is the right word to describe it. I think it was, I almost said this last night, it was like the feeling of knowing that you are going to see a fiery car crash like 30 seconds in advance where no matter what happens, you are going to be dreading it and cringing it no matter what but you just have to live through it 
I was not nervous going into this game. My mom, I talked to my mom on FaceTime earlier today, and she asked me if I was nervous. I said, no, they're a 15 seed. <laughs> like, I, I I, just, like, I'm I'm not afraid of St. Peter's. They lost to Iona and Siena this year. Like, no, I'm, I'm not afraid of them. I think Carolina did exactly what they are supposed to do against a team of St. Peter's quality, who, to their credit, St. Peter's played about as good defense as they've played all year, which is pretty decent, easily the best in their conference, um, easily top 30 in the country uh, defensive team. But they are not they are not as athletic as us. They are not as talented as us. And as well as they played together for the past, I mean, more than three games because they won their conference tournament, at some point, talent takes over. This is kind of like that um, when um, even like, and we're better than like this, um, the Carolina football team that played against a really good, I think, Wofford team, or maybe it was James Madison at uh, Keenan Stadium, where it's just a situation where you just got to lean on them for a while, run the ball, <laughs> get, 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 get in the middle of the field, get in the middle of the court and do what, exactly what you need to do. And that's what Carolina did. They just imposed their will for 40 minutes. It was uh, James Madison. They were number two in FCS at the team yeah. at the time, if I remember correctly. And yeah. we still beat them handedly. Yeah. We so still beat the break. It's just because there's a, there's a different echelon there, but I mean, give the Peacocks credit again, they beat two teams on their road to the elite eight that, beat us pretty handedly in Kentucky and in Purdue. However, once we shifted to the NCAA tournament, I feel like, and it's always what any talking head, any media personality and such will bring up that it's all about the guard play. Um, and neither Kentucky nor Purdue had gave St. Peter's the guard play that we gave them um, with both RJ Davis and Caleb Love. I think it was just too much again with the, the talent that we have, the athleticism that we have, also just the togetherness that we have. Um, so I think that was one of the big talking points. The second one being that Leaky Black continued to be Leaky Black and did what he needed to do to shut down whoever their hottest guy on the court was at that time. Well, when you think about it, like Kentucky has one of the most talented big men in the country in Toshibwe. Uh is, is that his name? Yeah. Toshibwe. Toshibwe. You got Purdue who like, produces seven feet tall or seven foot tall guys like they they literally recruit like towers of people um but i think again the difference to your point mav is that we have the guards that could get them the ball and i think they mentioned this on the broadcast about not settling around the perimeter and and creating looks for your big men through penetration into the paint like dribble penetration. And I thought that RJ and Caleb and Leakey did a great job of that. And then you had a lot of times where Armando was like butt naked at the rim and then Brady Manic, you know, and, and Brady Manic is hitting wide open layups. Like, or, or he has a matchup with a five eleven guard. Like it would, it just, at some point, it's just about getting your guys the ball. And I feel like, Purdue messed around a little too much <laughs> and Kentucky just got smacked in the mouth because they probably didn't take them seriously. And then you talk about Murray state. Like I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch that game. Um, it was Peters, but you know, all in all great Cinderella run, but I was not nervous 
because I had confidence that if we could survive UCLA, we could stay, we could withstand any kind of St. Peter's defense. You if know? we could withstand Baylor. Baylor, yeah. Uh, like, like we could have withstand. We hit we hit the twenty five point mark, and that they almost like on cue they set up the full court press, but we didn't we didn't have players out. We weren't in foul trouble. We were able to withstand it, and we maintained that, that lead through that sequence. And then we went on another extra run. Ultimately, we won by twenty. But I think once we got through that little sequence, I was like, I think we we sealed it. Even with their another quick five, <laughs> it was a quick five seconds. Uh, but it it doesn't ultimately matter. We're we're going to to the final four. Coach Hubert Davis going to the final four in his first season as head coach for Carolina took a team essentially with players that were a first round exit last year, um, and then minus folks that either transferred or went to the NBA, and now took this core group to the final four. I mean that's just an incredible credit to Hubert. And what he's done, um, the first time since Bill Guthridge did it in 1998 that a first-year head coach is taking his team to a Final Four. That's outstanding. So, I said at the very beginning of the season that it was not chip time in Chapel Hill. And I said that because it's very rare that a championship comes unexpectedly for Carolina. 2017, it was, we knew what time it was. Same thing in 2009, same thing in 2004, same thing in 1993. We knew it was time for uh, for Carolina to, to win a championship. At that point, it's a disappointment if we don't win it. I don't know how to handle a surprise run to the Final Four. I was not uh, a Carolina fan the last time this happened. Uh, how are y'all feeling about that aspect? I mean, look at the four. It's it's a one, two twos, and an eight. And so, you know, we've we've been watching a Cinderella go all the way to the lead eight, and we just overtook them. So why don't we t- take the little rub on us, and we why don't we be the Cinderella now? I was going to say, if it was any school that wasn't a blue blood, we would be considered a major Cinderella at this point. Well, and again, I. I still disagree that we are an eight seed. Like I understand why we're an eight seed, but we're not an eight seed. Like we all understand this, right? Like we are not like we got held back by a couple bad losses. The Notre Dame loss in retrospect, not as bad as it was at the time. I remember the Miami like, loss in retrospect is not as bad as it was. Right. And then you get, you lose to Kentucky, which that sucks, but you get blown out, but you learn from it. You get blown up by Tennessee. You learn from it. Think of the bad losses hit in Virginia Tech, right? You know, like other than that, really, I mean, like, I just don't think we're an eight seed, you know. And so I think someone, one of you probably said it, but like nobody wanted to play us. Like we we're like, oh crap! Like Baylor probably saw us in the region. They were like, crap! Like <laughs> the worst eight seed. I think draw it turns ever. into like a helmet game. Yeah, uh, like the the helmet game in college football, where you're just you see that uh that G, uh, that black G on a red helmet, and you get a little bit nervous. You mm-hmm. you see that red helmet with the numbers on the side, and you get a little bit nervous. I think that's a little bit of a thing in a tournament where, yeah, we're wearing blue instead of white, but it still says North Carolina on the front of the jersey. You know exactly what's about to happen. Hmm. So I. I... I think, you know, we are outplaying our given seed, but 
I think coming in, I, I thought we were going to make a run. I honestly thought we were going to lose to Baylor uh, and we almost did. But once we made it past that point, I thought the, that the field was wide open. I feel like we all felt like after, if we made it past Baylor, the field is wide open, especially with Kentucky losing. Um, so to make it past Baylor and then to make it past, you know, a UCLA team that was quite frankly, also a very tough game, you know, like that was not a gimme. Um, they're a great team. Um, you know, this, this is just, you know, unprecedented in my time because all of the other, uh, uh, championships that I remember hearing about, reading about, looking back at replays, I believe are predicated by having a one seed. Am I wrong in that? Like we were, were we one seeds in all of the other championship years? Yeah. Yeah. We've always been a one seed. Yeah. So like there are all those times I've been like expecting to make the final four in the time that I've been a Carolina fan, we've been a one seed. Uh, So this is just like brand new territory for me. Well, yeah, I think that like Colby said, we haven't really had much of any surprised Carolina teams in our lifetime. Like Carolina is a program that very consistently builds up to really freaking good teams. And there aren't teams that really come out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, even with the coaching change, you know, we still had a, a fair expectation to make the tournament just because we're North Carolina. I mean, after that, we had those really bad losses that we've already discussed really in between that pit game and the Duke game. Um, you know, there were certain bracketologists that had us on the uh, first four out completely missing it last four in. I mean, I guess that's what Jerry, Jerry Palm, Palm yeah, calling you what, out. I guess that's what Jerry Palm meant when he meant last four in, but it just ended a little bit differently. That was a good one. That would sit for a second. That was that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. But you know, I I got a little teary eyed watching Hubert and his post game interview. Coach Davis, you know, crying those tears, and then subsequently the video on Twitter of all of like Armando and Hubert pointing at Roy Williams and being like. Hey, what's up? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my heart. He actually my mouthed. Heart. I saw him. He mouthed thank you to Roy. It just, it just, that's, that's the Carolina family right there, man. That's the Carolina family. So that was, like I said, it was an unbelievable moment. Um, you know, a lot of folks saying too, like, we got a cakewalk because of how things broke out in our district. Uh, someone did a breakdown of the seeds between us and our opponent in, uh, this coming Saturday in, the, in New Orleans. And if you add up the seeds, they're actually equal, 27. So if you essentially take the composites of the seeds you faced, we had a pretty much an even road. Like I said, they were it was flipped. But, I mean, if you told me at the at the beginning of the season that the only thing standing between us and the final four was a 15 seed, I would have taken that every day and on a Sunday. So let's talk about next weekend. We we are at DEFCON 1. David said it. Uh, it's time. For the first time ever in NCAA tournament history, North Carolina is facing Duke for a chance to go to the national championship. And you know what? I'm not scared. Bring it on. It, you you got to play whoever's in front of you. 
if that's who they put in front of us, it's not like we can say, excuse me, can we switch, please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd rather play Kansas. Can't do that. They're in front of us. They're in the way of our goal. Let's beat them. There's, that's the only choice now is to beat them. Let's do it. Counterpoint. I, I feel like we're not quite DEFCON. I feel like DEFCON 1 is if we met in the championship. That I would actually cry and throw up. I think it's DEFCON. I do think it's DEFCON. I think that given the circumstance of it being Coach K's That's last true. run, that elevates it to that I'm, level. I'm pretty certain that 15501 is going to be the de demilitarized zone this week. <laughs> It'd be tough for me to get to work. <laughs> um, well, it's going to be probably the most anxious uh, week in triangle history. I have prepped myself for both outcomes. I've prepped how I'll handle myself if we win. I've prepped how I'll handle myself if we lose. And all I'm saying is that I am not a good person because if we win, I will talk so much smack. If we lose, I'll be like, gentleman's game. Great job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, that's where I'm trying to just keep a level head about it. Um, you know, they're a very good team. And they, they, we, we thought, you know, they wouldn't make this point just because of how much they struggled in those last few weeks of the regular season. And, into the ACC tournament, uh, but they whatever they were missing, they found it. I, I think it started with Jeremy Roach um, playing out of his mind again, going back to guard play in the NCAA tournament, and Mark Williams also being very impactful in these games so far. Um, absolutely frightened Arkansas um, in the paint, and so it's it's going to be a really good matchup. But if there's anyone I feel like can match up with Duke, it's my guys, and I'm going to support my guys and. Rather than focusing on like the circumstances with K and the, being a Final Four game and stuff, I just want to focus on my guys. Um, and you know, if my guys don't do it, I, I love my guys, and it just wasn't meant to be. Um, the pressure is not on us. That's all I'm gonna say. The if we lose, fine, take it. No one really expects this. I would say, um, yeah. But we can go in there and be the party crashers once again. We're, we're, we're at eight seed. We're a low seed. We were not in the top 25 coming into the tournament. We are not, you know, we weren't expected to beat Duke in at Cameron. It's not coach K's final outing. If Duke fans, how they will react if they lose this game to us to send coach K into retirement, to send UNC to a, a championship game as an eight seed. I think that that stings much more. The, the, the outcome of that, is much worse than us overachieving and not getting to a championship game. Like it'll suck, but one of the situations stings a lot more, you know, I have a really bad habit of doom scrolling when I'm stressed. And so I am not going to use Twitter at all this week. I'm not going to use Reddit college basketball at all this week. On Saturday, I am probably going to have my phone off the entire day and just watch the game alone with a lot of alcohol yeah I, I just don't want to think about it any more than i need to i, I, I want to throw off just thinking about it like i said there's a, there's a lot that's going to happen i completely understand yeah every point that everyone has made 
I just think the uh, I am happy that I am not a player because the gravity of the situation has gotten to me. Mm-hmm. I I do have one hot take. Um, again, it, it it like I said, it's a hot take for a reason, and it just comes down to this: if we pull this off, I think we're winning the national championship because I don't see either of Villanova or Kansas giving us the pressure, the pomp and circumstance, just the overall pressure that we would face in this game. Like I said, I can't say the same for Duke, but I'm just saying for us, if we get through this, I think we're winning the national championship. Is, is this the, um, the semifinal against Russia? Is, is this, (laughs) (laughs) is is this, is what we've come to? The de facto championship game at this point. Like you just said, we have people in front of us and we have goals. Um, at this point, you just have to be confident in yourself. Yep. I, I think that uh, personally, I think Kansas will beat Villanova, especially with um, one of their top players tearing their ACL or Achilles. It was their Achilles. Achilles I think. Did you see it happen live? Mm-hmm. That was yeah, gross. It was bad. It was really gross. Yeah, I saw uh, that at the Buffalo Wild Wings. It was wild. <laughs> As something that happens at Buffalo Wild Wings would be. It was very wild. <laughs> very on brand. Yeah. Um, and looking at this sport as a whole, UNC, Duke, Villanova, and Kansas, you have three blue bloods and you have one, the new blood, as they're calling it. I keep hearing, I keep hearing Villanova fans calling themselves a blue blood. And I get, like, I get it. You 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 won two championships. That's awesome. Congratulations, you're Florida. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you are not a blue blood. Yeah, I My mean, Dad cr- tried calling Villanova a blue blood earlier. I will say though, well. they have three national championships, so they've been the Final Fours in at least. Well, we pl- they played us in the Final Four in 2009, was it not? Was that not against them? Uh, no, that was against them. So they've been in the Final Four in three of the five of the past five decades. They have the most tournament win- wins of any team in the last six years. I mean, I think they they're I think they're above UConn in my opinion, who also has three. They're, they're making a case. They're making a um, case. So yeah, no, I think if there's any team that's uh, whose application is being sent in for blue blood status, I think I would accept Villanova's before anyone else's. I agree. I, mean, I, think that, I think that the big distinction I saw an infographic earlier this week, and I don't remember the numbers, but it was the schools with the most NCAA tournament wins and the top four by a very, very, very large margin, or maybe it was top five, maybe UCLA is up there, but the top four were comfortably Carolina, Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky. And then I think UCLA was up there as well. Um, all over a hundred and UCLA, I think is above 75. And then the next highest was 50 something. And so I think there's still a massive gap in the historical prowess of any school outside of the top four plus UCLA plus, if you still count Indiana. Hence them calling them the new blood instead of the blue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We also passed Kentucky for the most all time tournament wins. We now have 130. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Carolina's got to final take on Duke on Saturday. I think 
if we're going to get into a little of the strategy behind this game, I think Mark Williams is the most important player on Duke's roster. I, I think that's fair. Like I said, I, I, mm-hmm. I think it, uh, while the instinct is to go with AJ Griffin or Paolo Bancaro, I would say it's either Mark Williams or Jeremy Roach. Um, I just for the sake of argument, I would go Jeremy Roach because his play has saved Duke twice now uh, and kept them in this tournament. I have no qualms with that. So, I, I mean, Mark Williams speaks for himself. He's he matches up really well with Armando Baycott. And then you have, you know, Jeremy, if, if Jeremy Roach is playing well, you can't give the defensive attention needed towards Paolo Bancaro or AJ Griffin, because I said this in the first matchup, AJ Griffin is the one who would torch us. Like if there's anyone that's going to torch our team, it's AJ Griffin. If we're going to lose and it happened in the first game, second game, they held him to like seven points on like one for six shooting or something like that. And we won. Um, So we'll see. We will see. All right. Any closing thoughts? I'm okay. Uh, Finishing this one there. One goal in mind. Um, Just got to win. I briefly looked into transportation to New Orleans, and I think that I'm happy that I am priced out of it because I don't think that I could handle being there in person. Yeah, I had my time. Um, I'm definitely staying in Chapel Hill. If we make get that opportunity, I'd like to be somewhere near Franklin Street because I didn't get this, to experience that. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I, after today, Zeke and I have agreed that every year we're going to book refundable tickets and hotels very far in advance because that way we will always have the opportunity if it presents itself. Because I think that being in the building for a championship game was an experience that was unforgettable. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I could also fly to Chapel Hill if we made a championship game. What are the prices? I didn't even check. I was just looking at the tickets so, themselves. The tickets themselves, it, it depends where you're flying from. So, like, for me, it's really expensive this year because it's far. It's on the, not the East Coast, but the Gulf Coast. It was $700 round trip for me. For Zeke, it was only a $300 round trip flight. But then tickets for the full book are $700 plus fees. So, say, $850. bucks. Hmm. Whereas if you book everything as soon as you can, it's like you could probably get a flight for 300 round trip and a hotel for four nights for 100, 200 bucks a night shared between a couple people. And then you just have to pay for the tickets, which once again, the earlier you buy them, likely the cheaper they are. You either have to buy them really early or like an hour before the game. I don't think I can ever go to a game more important than an Elite Eight again. I like, I prefer being at home in my own setting. <laughs> I can do whatever well, I so need to do. That's what I said. Like, I either want to be there or at home alone. I'm nothing in between. Listen, I was stressed out when I was at the Arkansas game in 2017. That was I stressful. remember how, how I felt. I had a media member turn around and go, are you okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, so I just, I will, I, it's best that I be somewhere else. <laughs> From what I have, and maybe this is different because I am, you know, the token Carolina fan in my pre-college life and post-college life to where 
unlike y'all who grew up in North Carolina and grew up around Carolina fans, I am the only Carolina fan that like anyone who I didn't go to college with knows. And so everyone, I am the go-to talking head for Carolina for everybody. And I don't think that anybody understands the gravity of this game. Like I have a lot of friends who went to Ohio state or are Ohio state fans who are like, or Michigan fans who are like, you don't want to play Duke in the final four. And I said, this is like Ohio state playing Michigan in the Rose bowl in Bo Schembechler's final season. You want that to happen. And they still didn't understand it. it. It's it's very difficult to because it's like imagine Auburn and Alabama if they were ten minutes from each other. <laughs> like yeah. like if you could actually, I mean, it's not the thing about Auburn Alabama is that that rivalry is vicious. Whereas the one Carolina Duke is so steeped in familiarity mm-hmm. yeah that's a good way of putting it it's less like warring cousins and more like warring siblings but you know what know i'm not gonna have a very productive work i'm not gonna have a very productive work week this week he's gotta win i need to get that gear on site i'm going to johnny t-shirt tomorrow probably all righty y'all we will have definitely a show Probably the week of the first week in April. This is us until then. Find us on Twitter. I am at Colby Complains. David is also on Twitter. Uh, you can find him, I'm sure. Uh, Mav, where can they find you? At heartbreak underscore underscore kid. And Aaron. Reverend Aaron. You can find me at Aaron P. Friedman on Twitter. Mazeltov. Did I say that right? Did I do that right? Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Cool. All right, y'all. See y'all later.